Hey, what's up? It's Chris, the Drone Geek. And on today's episode of the LTD Podcast, we're talking with Stuart Barry Smith, the CEO, founder, and visionary for the droning company. Plus, we're going to be talking to him about some of the other things that he's done in his life. Very fascinating guy. So without further ado, let's talk drones. What's up? It's Chris, the Drone Geek. Welcome to another episode of the Let's Talk Drones podcast. Today, I'm joined by a very special guest and a good friend of mine as well. He's got all sorts of involvement in all sorts of different things we're going to talk about here in just a few seconds. More notably, though, for this show, he is the CEO and founder of The Droning Company. Today, I am joined by Stuart Barry Smith. Stuart, man, it's a long time coming. We ha finally have you on the program. How are you doing today? Hey, good to see you, Chris. Yeah, you too, of course. Um, you, you know, I think a lot of people, if they're familiar with the droning company, especially or music for that matter, I've at least heard of you before. Um, but, you know, give us a little bit of background. Tell us a little bit about your journey. I'm, I'm really interested, first off, to learn about your journey as a musician and then how that got you to where you are now with the droning company. Uh, long story. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I originally uh, I was classically trained from about eight years old. Um, was just something I was naturally good at. And uh, my, my hero all my life was my father. He was a jet fighter pilot. And that's all I wanted to do was fly fighter jets. And um, uh, at 14 years old, got taken to my first concert, which was Deep Purple, and became an instant fan of rock and roll. I had no interest in it before. But uh, after that, that turned me on to rock and roll. I played in bands and everything. And uh, then when I, uh, at college, the RAF said they'd take me on as a jet fighter pilot. They gave me a medical as red, green, colorblind. So oh, geez. Couldn't, uh, couldn't do it. Um, and so I actually got a job with Texas. I never thought of being a guitarist. I had a band. And, um, and then I worked for Texas Instruments for a while, um, learning to build and design computers for them. They were the first sort of big setup company in America, in England. And uh, so I was doing that for three months. And then they said, OK, you pass your probation. We'll give you the company medical. They gave me the medical and said, well, you're colorblind. I said, yeah, I know. Put it on my resume. Oh, we missed that. You can't do this work by law because of the color coding on transistors and resistors and all that at that time. Oh, my God. I was wow, getting really fed up with this by that time. And uh, another long story, but uh, I, I ended up, my band got my first record deal. And that was sort of it. I started traveling the world and doing albums. And that's basically all I've done all my life. That's that. I mean, that's a chock full of information start to to your to your career and your life. Um, the, I want to touch on the colorblind thing, the red green colorblind. Is that something that you like noticed? Did you like? I'm. I mean, I don't know what it's like to be colorblind. I mean, what what's that like? And how, you know, I can't imagine that was a very easy pill to swallow uh, when you were well, turned I mean, down for I mean, two opportunities because of it. Yeah, unless you unless you you've been tested, you wouldn't know. I didn't know because mm -hmm. seventy six percent of all males are a red green colorblind. A colorblind to some degree, and I can I can tell red and green apart, and I've never had a problem with that. I just can't pass what they call the Ishihara cards, which is the circle of dots about this big, and okay. in there there's, there's a number. So by the third page where there's an eight, I see half of it. I see a three. So technically I'm colorblind, although I can tell um, uh, red and green apart. But uh, when you're in the cockpit of a sixty million dollar airplane and uh, they're shining a red laser onto a target and a green laser onto a school. Don't put a missile in here and <laughs> put one into the school. I guess it wouldn't go down well. So yeah, I can imagine that's pretty important. <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> so, you know, your, your dad was a jet fighter uh, for the Royal Air Force. Uh, is that, that's correct? Yeah. 
And that's sort of, I mean, uh, before we get into it, but that's sort of an interesting uh, parallel, especially when with your involvement in the droning company. But before we get into that, you know, not just uh, an excellent musician, um, but also, you know, you appeared in movies before. Uh, was it, is it the title 24 Christmases? You were uh, a member of the band? Uh, was it, uh, it was the one with Vince Vaughn and uh, Reese Witherspoon. Yeah, uh, four, yeah. You were... four, four Christmases. That's what it is. That's what it is. Yeah, I, I've seen that movie. And you know, after I, I learned that about you, I was like, well, well now I got to go rewatch it. And of course, you know, plain as day, there you are. And I was like, yeah. oh, wow. <laughs> two seconds. It, we, we filmed for a week, entire week. They, uh, they wanted musicians that were capable of playing Christmas carols, mm -hmm. rocked up, which were actually very hard to play Christmas carols. Um, and I, I sort of got the, the grounding to do that in classical lessons. But when I what turned me on to rock was seeing Deep Purple. I became very good friends with Richie Blackmore, who was the guitarist of Deep Purple, who sort of mentored me in the business, got me started when I first came to America and everything. And every Christmas we'd get together and we'd work out Christmas carols, which would change your chord with every syllable, very hard. Mm. Um, so anyway, um, I, uh, uh, they wanted a band, a band that could play Christmas carols. So I put a bunch of really good musicians together and we rehearsed these Christmas carols and then they hadn't worked out that there was going to be dialogue and everything, so the band was too loud. So in the end, they we just mimed and they dubbed the music in, and it wasn't even the Christmas carols. Ah, well, it, so it was a week of. But we were the uh, um, the oh, what's his name there? Well, we'll have to do an edit here. That's uh, all right. Uh, who was in the movie? What's his name? I know him. He's a good friend as well. Um, Dwight Yoakam. Okay, Dwight Yoakam. So, uh, so in the movie, Dwight Yoakam is this preacher, um, and uh, we he had a his at his church he has a band, and so we were the house band. But uh, you, you see my name in the credits longer than you see me on stage. <laughs> <laughs> but I still saw you on stage, and I was like, "Yeah, there he is." <laughs> it, it, it is very brief, but it was still you know I thought worth mentioning because I I've seen that movie before, and it's it's a pretty good movie. So you know I wanted to mention that, but. Uh, you know, maybe the most one of the besides from the the music career, which I, I would say arguably is is the most fascinating thing about you as a person um, and your professional career anyway. Uh, you know, you also work in law enforcement. And that was something I learned about you the first time you said that to me. I thought you were joking. I thought you were making a joke. And then, you know, come to find out, no, it's it's legit. Can you tell us a little bit about what your role is in law enforcement and how what you do? Yeah, you thought it was a joke, so I showed you my badge and took you to jail. In <laughs> <out of> control. <laughs> Luckily, you didn't take me to jail, but I, you did show me the badge, and then I was like, "Oh shit, this is real." <laughs> yeah. No, uh, years ago, um, I was. I want to. I mean, because I used to play with Sweet, which did Ballroom Blitz, Fox on the Run, Love Is Like Oxygen. I had my own band, Heaven and Earth. So um, they had the LAPD had a uh, celebrity golf tournament every year where they. Um, have celebrities come and, and people pay to go to golf with the celebrities to raise money for the LAPD Memorial Foundation. And I did this, and after the third year of doing it, I'd met a lot of the families who'd lost someone due to, um, uh, you know, something as simple as a traffic stop. And I got to know a lot of the top brass as well. And uh, with the families, I put my heart went out to them. So I put on a concert at a place called the Avalon in uh, LA, which holds about 2,000 people. And I called Paul Rogers from Bad Company and Free and asked him if he'd come and play a few songs with us to help us bring people in. And I told him what it was for. He said, sure, I'll do better than that. I'll fly my whole, whole band down for free. 
and will play. So they headlined the thing and he Heaven and Earth opened up. And we made about 150,000 for the LAPD Memorial Foundation. Wow, that's awesome. Uh, so my name was sort of flagged on the LAPD computers. And then, uh, um, you know, if he's a friend and he's a, so if he, ha he hasn't murdered anyone, you pull him over, cut him a break sort of thing. And <laughs> um, uh, I was coming out the local uh, supermarket one night and a couple came out, big guy and a girl. And uh, two guys ran and identified themselves as store security. Um, and the girl ran, the one guy ran after her. The big guy just went bang, not the security guard to the ground. Could have ran, but got on top of him and started hitting him. So I dropped my bags and ran over and shouted at me. Got up and tried to sling a punch at me. Well, I've been doing martial arts since I was 14. So <laughs> I did that a was block. a nasty surprise for him. <laughs> yeah. So I did a block, put him on his on his knees and in a nerve hold and said, give me a cuff. So I cuffed him, marched him up to the office to wait for the uniforms. And so I got a call um, from the deputy chief at the time and saying, uh, hey, this police report's come across my desk with your name on it. And I said, really, am I in trouble? He said, no, quite the contrary. We've, um, we've watched the surveillance video from the parking lot. We want to know if you'll teach our guys some of that stuff you do. So right. I, uh, we'd like to make you a, a, a reserve officer. And I said, what does it entail? He said, well, you don't get paid. Um, you're a reserve. You do it in your own time. You go through the training. Um, but uh, um, you have to cut your hair. And I said, well, we've got a problem there because <laughs> I'm a musician and that's my image and that's how I make, make my living. So he called me back two days later and said, look, we've got this category called Specialist Reserve. And um, uh, we're, you, you do the same thing, but you don't wear the uniform. So okay. I went through all that and uh, did training, got tasered. That was fun. Pepper spray. <laughs> and uh, so anyway, I uh, worked uh, with teaching um, recruits uh, how to sort of take, disarm people at close quarters and everything. And then... Um, uh, about five five years ago, I got invited to join the ICAC, which is the Internet Crimes Against Children. Uh, so we go around arresting pedophiles, human traffickers, child molesters, and all that kind of thing. That's the good work. That's the stuff that, yeah, that's that's awesome to hear. And when I learned about that at first from you, again, like I said, I thought it was a joke when you said that you were a part of the LAPD. And then I learned a little bit more about what you do. And I was just like, that's, that's awesome. And and as far as you as a person goes, I mean, it's just a testament to what a stand up guy you are. I mean, the, the time that I've known you, you've just proven over and over and over again, that you've got really good, solid moral character. And that's, that's just more evidence of that. Um, you know, getting into the meat of what we want to talk about today, uh, sort of a transition that I saw that sort of worked well is we go from talking about law enforcement, into drones. Now, drones are used in law enforcement, but you know that's that's a commercial application. And what you're doing with the droning company is actually it, it's catered directly to commercial remote pilots. Uh, first thing I got to ask, and I was sort of there, not at the very beginning, but at the very beginning stages of the droning company. Um, you approached me with this, but I, I don't even I don't know the whole story as to uh, you know the concept to bringing it to life to where we are now. Why the droning company? Why did you decide to get involved with something like this? Well, two years ago, um, we um, we brought out our fifth album with Heaven and Earth. Um, the press was great. We had and we had a world tour planned, and then COVID hit, and it got world tour got cancelled. Everyone's tour got cancelled, 
And the only way you can make a living in the music business now is to is tour. I mean, with streaming now, it, after you get a thousand streams, you get two cents, one of which goes to the record company, the other cent gets split between five guys. So yeah. it's you can't make a living unless you're sending unless you're a rap artist selling millions and millions of downloads. Mm. So um, uh, it got cancelled, and as I'm supporting that most expensive of creatures, a teenage daughter. I thought, well, you know, the one that looks at me doesn't see my face, just sees the flashing letters on my chest saying ATM machine. And I'm sure, I'm sure a few of your listeners have uh, experienced the same thing. Anyway, um, uh, I thought, well, I can't just sit around for a year and a half because the tour's cancelled. Um, I've been flying drones for a few years, and I thought, well, I'll, 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 I'll go out as a drone pilot. And I talked to a lot of pilots. Maybe I think maybe you and I talked around that time. Mm-hmm. I talked to a lot of pilots and. I was just amazed at these job agencies out there. I won't name names, but they they just take huge commissions. I mean, a roofing inspection in California goes for about $250 upwards. Yeah. And they were paying pilots like $70 a, uh, to travel 100 miles and do this. And a lot of it's the pilot's fault because they're, the new newer pilots are bidding on these jobs and they bid them lower and lower and devalues the, the industry as yeah. far as, as, com- as commercial pilots. And uh, so I, th- I just thought it was grossly unfair as what they were taking. And so I thought, well, I've dealt with all my agents all my life. I'll form a job agency for drone pilots. And so with us, that people pay us $10 a month to create a profile on our page. And that per- profile is searchable by the public. And when they find a pilot that they like, they just hit contact and they have the pilot's email address and phone number. They book him directly. We're not involved. We don't take commissions. Mm-hmm. So I thought it was a much fairer business model. And along the way, uh, we decided to make it, I got some partners in the business, and we decided to make it a high-end magazine dedicated to the industry with the latest news, um, product news, trending news, uh, reviews, which, of course, you uh, do, and uh, articles, which you do as well mm-hmm. for us. So uh, that's how it came about. Yeah, and, you know, that's the, I think that's maybe one of the, the big selling points for me when you approached me. I think it's been two years now, uh, maybe a little less than that, but it, it's, we're coming up on two years. Um, when, when you sort of explained what the droning company was going to be and the gap in the market that it was going to fill, the problem it was going to solve, uh, that was one of the big things that really made me think, wow, this is this is a really good idea. This is a great idea. It's because, again, without naming names, there are three different drone job boards out there that I belonged to no longer, but I belonged to. And I just always thought looking at my rate for people that find me through my website, you know, what my usual base rate for work is, whether it's handheld video, drone video, whatever the case may be. Um, and then versus what I get from a job on those other job boards, it, it was, yeah, it was super unfair, but you know, at the same time, people look at that and, you know, especially newer pilots, they look at that and they go, this is easy. They're handing me the work. I don't have to do any work marketing or anything like that. But it doesn't change the fact that they're being taken advantage of. I mean, if a job is posted at $300 and you as a drone pilot get between 70 and 100, well, you did all the work. You did all the traveling. All those people did that the, the uh, drone job boards is post the job. Um, so, so really, I mean, you're on the, the opposite end of where you should be in that deal. And even more so, you know, I, I really don't think that the proportion is even right then. Um, but I, that's what I really loved about the droning company is the job board functionality is that, yeah, you pay a monthly membership rate, which you might not have to pay other places. But the, the beauty of it is, is if a job is posted on 
the droning company job board or a company reaches out to you directly through the droning company website and they say look you know you can do this job for three hundred dollars you get all three hundred dollars the droning company doesn't take anything off the top and i thought man if that's not a testament to the droning company putting the interests of its remote pilots first i don't know what is yeah, I mean, basically, it works out that if we get you one, only one job in the entire year, it pays for your year's subscription and more. Yes. So, um, and most of the pilots get their work through the, the profiles, which is, I, I sort of wanted to talk to you about stressing how, what a good profile is, because some pilots, they just, they, they have the option to put up um, a headshot, um, what they specialize in, what a bit of information about themselves, what drones they have, their service area, uh, some videos. Uh, and photographs, so people can see what their work is. And a lot of these, some of these pilots don't put any headshot because they, because people like to know who they're doing business with. They yeah. just put pilot part one hundred seven and no video, and they wonder why the guy ten miles up the road is getting all the work. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's it's the truth. I mean, and and the the platform that the website uses uh, is just so intuitive. I mean, it's not hard to get in there and really update your information. Uh, the dashboard that's set up is just super easy to use. Uh, when I set my profile up, it, it was just so easy. Um, and and really, it, it's low-hanging fruit. I mean, to get the jobs you want, it's not hard to, to put a profile together. Let's Talk Drones is brought to you by The Droning Company, the number one online resource for commercial remote pilots based in the United States. Check them out online at thedroningcompany.com and across all major social media platforms. It's just $10 a month or $100 for an annual membership. You are going to make that back in just one drone job, whether you get it from the second to none job board or using your pilot portfolio as an external resume for drone jobs out there in the ether. It's really a great tool. Plus, they've got tons of information and resources to help make you a more well-rounded commercial remote pilot. Check them out online at thedroningcompany.com and across all major social media platforms. Do you want to walk through maybe some of the more nuanced or, you know, specific things that people should know when they go to set up their, their droning company profile? Yeah, it's basically plug and play, but there's this, it's always best to do it on a laptop and not try to set it up on your phone because sometimes there's glitches with the phone and it's, it puts the photo upside down and it's hard to get the locations in, but set up on a laptop, put a headshot because people do like to see who they're doing business with. Mm -hmm. It's just a, a human condition they like to see that see the person as opposed to just a logo put a headshot put all the specialities in that you've had experience in and put the special in the specialities put the ones that you're willing to do like if you've never done a real estate gig before put real estate because you'll be asked to do it and you can always just turn it down um put the drones you have up um uh, and put a bit of information about yourself um how long you've been flying what maybe got you started and it again people like the human angle so yeah. um uh, and you can put things like that um then locations that's a really important thing there's some people who don't bother putting locations and their profile is never going to be seen because we work off google maps that's how people search for the pilots okay so, with, so what we i do is i suggest is look if you're willing to travel 100 miles 200 miles 100 miles for a job then you, you put the first location you put in is your is your your home area uh, and then you put locations about 100 miles in a radius around that point because then the, the search engines are going to pick you up along with if you're putting a place that's about 200 miles away put a good video up something some people put like 
10 second videos up. And what we do is with the droning company, every week we feature one of our pilots as the featured pilot of the week, which goes on, on the main page and also out in our newsletter, which we have, which you can sign up for just by going to the bottom of the page, putting your email address in. But um, also we feature pilots videos and we can't put something up that's like 10, 20 seconds long. So put us a vid videos up that, that uh, are interesting. You put some music to in the background, take a bit of care about for at least a minute and a half, minute 45, two minutes, and then we can feature them as featured reel. Um, put videos up, don't put hundreds of videos, you can put as many as you want, but put two or three, and then of course some photographs that you've taken with the drone. And they have to be less than two megabytes to each photo, so you have to resize them to get them up there. But yeah. that's, um, and uh, if you look at Chris's profile here, uh, you can see he's, taking the time to create a pro big pro pro uh, good profile. And that's going to be picked up by people searching for drone pilots much better than someone that's, that's just put pilot part 107, no headshots and no video. Um, they probably won't get much work. Absolutely. And, you know, setting up my profile, like I said, is, is super easy. Um, and I can attest, I've already gotten a few hits from the droning company. And it was it was sort of a not not a surprise, but uh, the way that employers can find you or people that are looking for drone pilots can find you. So the way that this particular person's journey went was they, they Googled drone pilots in the Williamsport, Pennsylvania area. OK, so they, they typed that in and you know, a lot of different search results came up, but actually the droning company was one of the top few choices that popped up. So when they clicked on it, they actually were taken to my profile then because Williamsport, Pennsylvania is my home market. And I, I do the entire mid-Atlantic region. Uh, so as far north as uh, northern New York and as far south as like northern Virginia. Um, so, you know, I, I cover that entire area, but, you know, my, my home base is Williamsport, Pennsylvania. So my profile popped up. And then from my profile, they actually found my website. Uh, my company's my my uh, contractor company's website. They they went to dronegeekproductions.com, which is the company that I own, and they contacted me through there. So it's really important to have as much of the information that pertains to you on your droning company profile because you don't know how that journey is going to go for that person. Another example that I have is um, I actually used my droning company profile proactively as a portfolio for some of my work for a, a job that I got. Uh, uh, somebody reached out to me on uh, social media. They said, hey, I work for you know XYZ company. Uh, we're looking for some aerial footage as well as some handheld held footage uh, for a project we're working on. We found, you know, we, we found your website can you show us some of your work that you have to sort of show us what you're capable of? And instead of sending them, uh, you know, five, six, seven, eight different links of work that I have, uh, work samples that I have, I literally just sent them my droning company profile, which had all of my pertinent information on it. And within a day, they got back to me. And they said, this is great. Uh, you know, we're going to have you come in on this day uh, to do a job. So it, it's really, uh, Stuart's so right. It's so important to have your profile fleshed out to have as much information about you, having a headshot, um, you know, where your service areas are, what your expertise is in, so that you can really shine when people find your profile. Yeah, it's like a mini a mini sort of Facebook page for, mm -hmm. your, for your drone business. Exactly. And people go to it, they can see all your work and they can contact you directly. As I say, they hit contact, there's your email address, there's your phone number, they get in touch with you directly, you make your own deal. And uh, I think you and I have talked about this, about doing an article where um, around the country, the various prices drone pilots charge are standard. I mean, this is what I'd like to get back into the industry again, as opposed to this drone pilots bidding against each other, to, to which is devaluing the actual business. Yeah. Um, 
so a, a group, a sort of a graph of you know in on, in the in all the various cities um, or states what it costs to do a roofing inspection. I mean, in California, it's about two hundred fifty to five hundred dollars. Yeah. And and that's the that's the real challenge too, and that's what the droning company does help to sort of uh, stave off and fight back against is the barrier of entry to become a commercial remote pilot is the lowest it's ever been. Uh, you know, the hardest part of that is getting your Part 107, which in order to sign up for a droning company profile to have a pilot profile, you do need to have your Part 107 certification right. um, so that the companies that hire you from the website know that you're legit, you've got all the licensing you need. But, you know, besides that, any Tom, Dick or Larry can go out and buy a drone from Best Buy and have, a, a, you know, a $1,200 piece of equipment in their hands. It's very capable of taking professional grade photos and video. So it, it makes it very easy for just the market to become very saturated. And with that saturation, and you have the vultures of like the other drone job boards that are out there, you know, making you bid against each other, it, it really drives the, the price of the work down when you consider liability, you consider, uh, you know, the cost of your equipment, you consider the time that you invest into not just shooting it, but also editing it. And then all of the extra costs that go into travel, editing, sure. number of different things. Really a drone pilot that, you know, should be, pricing the work for themselves, not the other way around. Right, right. Well, that's the whole purpose of the droning company. We're, we're also starting a big advertising campaign where we're reaching out to people like roofing contractors, real estate agents, um, uh, oil and gas, and even, even things like wedding planners. There's a, we did an article just recently with a company called The Stork. They have The Stork Plate. And the reason I found out about this is I, I, one of the pilots had created a profile and I called him to say, hey, look, you need to do this to your profile if you want to get work. And he was, we just got chatting and he said that uh, he did a, a, someone's funeral where they, they wanted the ashes distributed by drone. And he had this stalk plate. And so it's another avenue. I mean, drones are literally taking over everything, but there's, there, was two, th there was three avenues which were very interesting, I thought. Firstly, where... There's people who want their ashes scattered. You can have the drone fly over the ocean and drop, and drop the ashes. Also, the, one of the fashions now is uh, the baby reveal parties. So oh, okay. the drone flies over, the plate drops, and the confetti is either pink or blue, depending on if it's a boy or a girl. So that's, that's a pretty cool way to, if you're into having a, a baby reveal, it's a cool way to do it. And one of the other things that uh, the, the, uh, this, this company's... Um, being purchased for is to deliver cell phones to in a hostage situation. Oh, um, interesting. That generally though is is the same with the LAPD. I mean, I can fly with it because I'm a reserve, specialist reserve with them, but there's liabilities if you bring civilians into it. And I, but I think that's changing. And most of the sheriff's departments, the search and rescue, uh, there's and I think a lot of the smarter pilots that we have. They started off with the Mavic 2 Pro doing roofing and real estate, and they saved up their money and they bought, um, they got more, more, more lessons from various things like Warren County Community College, go online and do a course, and uh, became expert in LIDAR, in mm -hmm. 3D mapping and that kind of thing, and purchasing the more expensive enterprise drones, but as opposed to making 2,000 a week, they're making 2,000 a day now. Right. Um, with this kind of uh, just, and it's learning, I think, uh, the interview you did with um, Brent Kander at Brink, uh, mm -hmm. one of the things that he, you asked about, um, what is it about, uh, how, what's your advice for someone getting into the commercial drone market? Yeah. 
And he's, and I think he said to you at the time, he said, uh, don't worry about flying the drone. Half of it's doing it, that itself. Study LIDAR, study 3D mapping. Become yes. an expert in that because that's where the, the wave of the future really is going to go for drone pilots. Yeah, and you know, that that's so true. And it's a lesson I wish I would have learned before I got started. Now, things have worked out pretty well for me. Um, but I started, you know, as the pilot and not as the person producing some sort of work from the drone. Uh, you know, if I could go back and do it all over again, I would have probably invested more of my time learning how to program the drones to do a certain waypoint mission, learning how important it is for mapping. At this point, you know, there is something to be said about, you know, needing some sort of level of skill, especially when you get into like Hollywood applications and, and uh, you know, the manual flight applications where you need to, to fly a very... Um, uh, liquid path where there might be a change right. in what you have to do yeah. and be able to manually adjust that. But the majority of high paying jobs out there with drones are either pre-programmed missions or they're swarm missions. And in both cases, you're not manually controlling those drones. It's actually a, a programming you, you do ahead of time. Most of the people that are are doing those, those very fine, precise movement and, and manual control missions are either the cinematographers or drone racers you know i'm talking literal fpv racers everybody else that's making money with these things is doing you know barely any work other than you know processing the data that the drone collects yeah and that's another thing um learning learning something like lidar or, or 3d mapping this process data processing also having good video skills video editing skills mm -hmm. uh, you're going to make your videos more interesting you're going to be able to charge up more because you've got you come up with a good product mm -hmm. And I, I do want to just put a little plug in here too, the flexibility of the profile that you build. So, you know, Stuart earlier mentioned that it's important to list the drone products that you have on your profile so that people can see what types of drones you're using and know what type of multimedia you're capable of producing for them. Uh, on top of that, you know, instead of if you don't have five drones to fill the five equipment slots that are in there or four equipment slots that are in there, if you have handheld you can actually put handheld equipment in there. So my profile is geared towards cinematography and video. Uh, I want people to hire me for those purposes right now. So, you know, instead of listing all of the drones that I have that may or may not be relevant to the, the purpose of being a cinematographer, I have my two cinematography drones, those two options for aerial, but then I also have my handheld stuff. I've got a black magic camera listed on my profile. So you don't, if, if you're a videographer or a cinematographer and you're trying to, you know, show everything that you do, you don't just have to put drone equipment on your profile. You can put Correct. the handheld yeah. stuff you use too. Yeah. And what about pilots? He, he bought a Sony red camera. And he added it to his profile and people see that and they go, oh, good. I can hire this pilot. I don't have to separately hire a Sony red camera as well. Exactly. This, is, this pilot's got one and he's yeah. got the platform to carry it. Exactly. It, it's the droning company, but it's, it's really, uh, you know, the droning company supports anybody that's got their part 107 that has the capabilities of aerial, uh, you know, whatever service you offer, plus whatever, whatever else you do, because, you know, we understand that it's not just drones it's it's a complete package that you have to offer to really be attractive to clients yeah that's true yeah. so you know Stuart, we are we are winding down here um i do want to give you the opportunity here uh to just you know go go over again one more time how people can get signed up for the droning company where they need to go uh what can they what they can expect when they do that and then anywhere they can follow the droning company or you on social media you know l let us know how how people can get in touch 
Yeah, well, we have the droningcompany.com and uh, for there, you just go and join the team and it'll ask you if you want to post a job. Also, the other thing is companies can post a job free of charge on our site that, are, that are, you just put up the information, how that you want the pilots to contact you and our pilots can see those jobs and they will contact you directly. Um, that's another thing where if you sign up with a droning company, search our jobs because there's new jobs being posted every day. Um, and um, just... Uh, we have a special on where it costs $10 a month, but if you pay for the entire year in advance, you get $20 discount. So $99 for the entire year. Um, and uh, of course, you've got the, the at the droningcompany.com for we have the, also Facebook and uh, LinkedIn. And um, there's my personal one, which is at Stuart's Barry Smith on, um, on uh, Instagram and same with Facebook. Excellent. Yeah. And I've got, as always, uh, the droning company is the title sponsor for everything. Let's talk drones, whether it's the podcast, uh, or just my, my day-to-day -day vlogs or reviews that I do. Uh, so as always, you can find the links for the droning company, social media platforms, as well as the website in the description of this video below. I'll also add, uh, some of Stuart's, uh, public, you know, social media platforms down there, uh, that you can go ahead and check out as well. If you really love music, make sure you check out Stuart Barry Smith on social media. Cause he, he posts a lot of very cool, interesting content and it's not just music i mean it's a lot about his life but uh you know nonetheless very interesting stuff to see um stuart you know really i appreciate you being on we'll have you on again very very soon but you know thanks so much for joining us today you're welcome thank you chris hey thanks stuart and until next time i'm chris that's stuart and we are out of here